the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here, back from the end of 10 days, Alaska, Florida, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Every flight was on time, just for the record. Got to give them credit where it's deserved. They've been canceling a lot. It's a, it's a roulette. Flying is a form of roulette. They should, you know what? They should not only have boards with the flights and the gates to the city you're going to, but they should have, like they have a tote board up in casinos on betting on canceled on canceled flights. But I, I would have won if I bet on on-time flights. Great to be with you, ladies and gentlemen. Canada has announced under its Castro-admiring, Castro-imitating Prime Minister that it will no longer be legal to buy a handgun in Canada. Now, why does the left want to ban guns if they could? In America, it's much tougher because of the Constitution, because there are 400 million handguns, or guns, I shouldn't say handguns, guns around. So why why does the left, it should, it, it should be a, theoretically, the gun issue should be independent of whether you're left or right. Why... It, does the left want to ban guns as much as they can do so? And in Canada, they can do so because there's no constitution that ensures that people have the right to own a gun. And the answer is really at the heart, truly at the heart of society's questions. Who has more power, the state or the individual? And for the left, the state is all-powerful, all-good, omnipotent. It is, in effect, the opposite of what the founders of America wanted the state to be. I'll give you an example that has nothing to do with guns. The The Biden regime, I've never used that term with regard to an American president, never, not with a Democrat, not with a Republican, and the reason is he runs it as a regime. He doesn't run it, run it as an administration. The Biden regime announced last week that it would no longer give schools that did not allow anyone who wanted to go into any bathroom at a school uh, access. It would, it would stop supplying them with breakfasts and or lunches. No more free meals from the national government. Did you know the federal government? I thought it was a state government issue, giving meals to schools. Did you know that? It was was news to me. Anyway, you see, the reason for 
the ever-increasing government is not altruism. It might be the consciously motivating factor for some people on the left. I grant that. But it is really about power. Power, just as it is in Europe, the more Brussels or The Hague has power, the more the left in Europe likes it. The idea that Britain would exit, called Brexit, that Britain would exit the European uh, Union, at, at least not, it doesn't, didn't, did it exit the EU or, or the just the EU's monetary system? No, the EU. It, it, it's not, that's right, it's the whole EU. So it exited the EU. That means Brussels has no control or not nearly as much control over the United Kingdom as it does uh, over the most of the countries on the European continent. It is all about power, all about it. And that was why the founders wanted Americans to be allowed to own a gun, because they didn't want the state to have all that power. You know, I've mentioned this, but not often. Is Hardball still on MSNBC or that died? I know he left, but did the show leave when he left? Okay. Many of you will remember Hardball on MSNBC. What was the guy's name? Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews, yeah. So Chris Matthews had me on a few times. In the days when the left was the left, but it wasn't as totalitarian as it almost, not almost, as it always ends up being. That's Hardball. I'm Hardball. It's the place for politics. Okay, that's it. That was the man. And he had on a, an American congressman from the Bay Area in California who was actually a moderate Democrat. And he was a Jew, as I am. And the gun, the gun issue arose, and, I, oh, and he, he, he was a Holocaust survivor. I think he was from Hungary originally. He was a decent man. And I said as a Jew and as a as one who's written on anti-Semitism, a book out, third edition, Why the Jews, the Reason for Anti-Semitism, and one who's been preoccupied with, with the issue and with the Holocaust, great deal. And I said, I, I wish that the all the Jews of Europe had had a gun. In all of my public statements, I don't I can't think I have made one that is less controversial than that one. Who wouldn't wish that all the Jews of Europe had guns? The Nazis still would have come after them to kill every Jewish man, woman and child. But at the very least they would have taken a lot of Nazis with them as they entered their apartments to drag them out. And at the very least, one dies with dignity, which is not a little thing, in my opinion. The Nazis were sadists in addition to evil. And many of the Jews of the six million, in fact most, died naked. It was important for the Nazis to literally strip Jews of their dignity. They stripped them of their names in the camps, gave them numbers instead of names. Your name is a very big deal in terms of your dignity in life.
So I said that, and Chris Matthews went ballistic, started literally screaming at me. I wish I could find the the audio of that show, or the obviously, or the video, but just the audio would be sufficient. When the government has all the weapons, it has all the power. And that is why the founders did not want that to happen. Because the t- they feared tyranny. They feared that any government with allowed too much power will become tyrannical. Because they knew human nature and that it is not glorious to say, to put it in an understated fashion. And one way to ensure that the government cannot do just anything it wants is to enable people to protect themselves from tyranny and indeed from criminal neighbors. And that went along with liberty. Canada did not receive the Statue of Liberty from France. The United States did. To the extent that Canada had liberty, it it was, and it did, has much less so today. Look at what was done to the truckers. Prompted me to write an article that Canada is becoming the new Cuba uh, of the uh, of this part of the hemisphere, and Canadians are perfectly fine with it, as New Zealanders are with New Zealand. That is why the Prime Minister of New Zealand, who by the way, gave the commencement address at an American university. I will ask the living martyr to guess. What university do you think invited the Prime Minister of New Zealand to give the commencement address? It's a distinguished university. Yale. uh, Yale, Princeton, Princeton, Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Harvard. Harvard did it. Harvard invited the Prime Minister of New Zealand. And and they and they they of course invited her. This is the woman whom I have played for you about a dozen times at least. If you don't hear it from the government, it isn't true. That's that's her speaking during the lockdowns that featured New Zealand life. Truth is only what the government says it is, just like the Soviet government. That is why its newspaper was called Pravda which in Russian means truth. The issue about guns is the issue of liberty. Um, A grain of salt. And and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. Rising interest rates, stock volatility, out-of-control inflation. People are concerned about what the future holds financially. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's no better time than the present to move a portion of your IRA into precious metals. Gold and silver IRAs are more popular than ever, and dealers are advertising heavily for your business. You should know there's a right and a wrong way to set up your precious metals IRA. Mistakes could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in IRS fines. Nick Grovit 
Rich. Man, I completely trust. Owner of Amfed Coin and Bullion has agreed to send you a concise report about how to set up your IRA and how to get the best bang for your buck. Nick and his team will be happy to help you set up your precious metals IRA or review your current account. Call Amfed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694 for your free IRA report and all your precious metals needs. AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here talking about our Constitution. The issue, my friends, is liberty and the what the left hates. Because I guess it's a, it's a very fair question that I posed. Why why do they hate guns? Now, they, there are some who will say that they hate murder more than conservatives do. But that is so sick and evil, I won't even go there. In fact, I think they hate it less because they're, they let murderers out. Thanks to the DAs, they, if you really follow policy... Uh, I'm not. I don't believe for a minute that leftists uh, are not repulsed by murder, but I am certain this is not a matter of belief that they make more murders possible by their DAs. As just an example, the district attorneys that they uh, they vote for and elect are soft on murder, rape, torture. You name the evil, they're soft on it. Not, not to mention burglary, theft, larceny, carjacking. That doesn't even register on the left scale. What they, what they, commend, what they contend is too many uh, blacks are in jail, which we all believe is true, but that's because too many blacks commit the crimes for which they are jailed in the vast majority of cases. But you can't, it's amazing you can't say, well, you can't say almost any truth, Leftism is anger at reality. About 30 years ago, I read a woman, I wish I remembered her name so I could cite her, and she wrote, The left hates les faits de la vie, the facts of life. That's correct. The issue, therefore, is not one's attitude toward murder. It's one's attitude toward liberty. The state is everything. The state will feed you. The state will clothe you. The state will educate you. The state will manage your life. There is in the human species, apparently, if you don't have it, and I don't, it's really hard to wrap your mind around it. But in the human species, there is a yearning to control others. I guess many of you know of such a person in your extended family, maybe, unfortunately, your immediate family. Someone who loves to control others. Be an interesting question. The controlling personality, do you think they tend to vote more left or right? An interesting question, no? It would seem that they would want to vote left. By the way, an interesting aspect of the controlling personality is that they want to be controlled. 
They want the government to tell them what to do. Talking about the government telling you what to do, the phone number here is 18Prager776. My thesis, again, is that the gut issue is ultimately a power issue. Does the individual have power over his or her own life, or does the state? Just remember, my friends, every genocide of the 20th century, except the one in Rwanda, which killed about a million horribly by machete, by the way, not by gun, was done by big governments. The infatuation with big government on the part of the left is completely devoid of moral thought. There isn't a university in this country, I suspect, with maybe one or two, maybe maybe five exceptions, but I, I don't even know if that exists, that has taught its students that all genocide is created by big government. Oh, I might add, secular big government. Woohoo! Take if a, if a professor said that at the University of Pennsylvania, he or she uh, would uh, probably lose his or her job. That's the the issue here. With regard to power, some thoughts on the latest example, of course, was lockdown. That was a government power play. Here's an interesting question. I had not posed this before. So, a million Americans, it is said, died of COVID. It's a very, very large number, obviously. And the emphasis is constantly that the unvaccinated died in in greater proportion. So, okay, that's their emphasis. I'll leave that on, uh, aside for a moment. But he, here's an interesting question. What does it say about lockdowns? If a million Americans died after the greatest lockdown in in the history of the world, and certainly of the United States, what does that tell you about the efficacy of lockdowns? Is that a fair question? No, because they have an answer. They have an answer. What, New Zealand? No, their answer was always it would have been worse. Oh, it would have been worse. It would have been worse. So if no matter how many die, that's right. If two million died, they would still say that the lockdowns worked. We return momentarily. The Dennis Prager Show. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. 
Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. You know, that's an interesting subject now that I think of it. That, that last line that we've now heard... Let's see, probably 500 times. Every one, you're right, any anyone. Didn't you do uh, a show with me analyzing the movie that each one came from? Yeah. But what they're saying But what they're, no, I understand. But what they're saying, so the last one, hi everybody, it's the male-female hour. I'm Dennis Prager, every Wednesday, the second hour, virtually every Wednesday. Sometimes there's an election on a Tuesday or there's some overwhelming event that necessitates my discussing that uh, with uh, discussing that event and not the male-female hour, but I would say out of 52 a year, 50 Wednesdays that I am on, uh, we have the male-female hour. So... I was just thinking that last line, you know, uh, doctor, the women have always been a problem uh, for me. And the the subject would be, it's not going to be that today, but it would be if men have been a big problem in your life, if you're a woman, and if women have been a big problem in your life, if you're a man, what does that mean? And why do you think that is? And I would have almost nothing to say. I would I would really listen and ask questions, which I enjoy doing, by the way. Because thank God that I, I did not find that to be an issue in my life. So I don't fully relate to it, although I have no doubt that it is somewhat common that the opposite sex is a problem for... Uh, any given number of people. Anyway, today's subject uh, is raising sons and raising daughters. And uh, it's going to be a two-part thing. I don't know. The second one may not be next week necessarily, but it it will be a two-part one sons, one daughters. We'll start with sons today. We all acknowledge a crisis in among males, a crisis of masculinity, a crisis of direction, a crisis of motivation, a crisis of responsibility, a crisis of maturity, I mean, terrible crises. There is a crisis of females as well. I'm leaving that alone for another week, another segment of the male-female hour. But today, I have this question for you. If you're, if you're not delighted with the way your son or sons turned out, how would you raise them differently than you did? I think we could learn, people raising children could learn an immense amount from your responses to that question. So if you would, call in immediately. 
How would you change the way you raised your son or sons? It's an interesting question. I mean, there has to be there have to be a lot of answers to that question, given the crisis of the male in American life. I think that a lot of boys have not developed into men. I regard a man as opposed to a boy as a male with strength, who is not a fearful individual. A lot, a lot of boys are are also seemingly in personality indistinguishable in many ways from girls. That's an interesting factor as well, I think, in the crisis of the male. Freud, who was, of course, dumped on by uh, modern psychiatry, they, they don't, they, his, he's the most unfashionable theories one can imagine. But he believed that for a boy to become a man... It was critical to dissociate himself from his mother. That was a very big area of thought in Freud's writings. By the way, all of this, all, every good insight was already anticipated in the Bible. Therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and cling unto his wife, and they shall be as one flesh. You can't become a man if you still cling to your parents, especially your your mom. I say especially because if you cling to your mother, you're not going to cling to your wife. Generally generally speaking, that that is the case. Women don't like to marry men who are overly attached to their mother. They don't like to marry men who... Uh, have uh, have no relationship with their mother either. But there's a very, very larger area of behavior between clinging to your mother and being completely alienated from your mother. 1-8 Prager 776 Raising boys to become men was the norm until the 1950s, 60s. And then, ironically, the generation called the greatest generation, I don't know why why they got that name. I mean, they were a great generation. I don't know if they were the greatest. doesn't matter, though. They were a great generation. But they weren't great in the micro. They didn't know how to raise children. And that's where began the coddling of boys. Coddling boys is a disaster. You got to raise boys, obviously, with love, but you can easily overdo the love, and you end up coddling boy, and a coddled boy doesn't become a man. Giving boys participation trophies and asking, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? Were you hurt in any way? Were you hurt in any way? 
I don't remember my father asking me once, was I hurt? <laughs> Did your father ask you that? <laughs> I knew your dad. You knew my dad. I'm laughing because I can't imagine it. How do you feel about it? I don't think my father, it ever dawned on my father, how do I feel about something? <laughs> how do you feel about it, Dennis? If there had been participation trophies when I was a kid, my father, uh, I'm not sure he would have even allowed the the team to give me one. I think he would have said, donate it to charity or, or melt it. <laughs> melt it. That's what he would have said. There's no question boys have been coddled. You have to you have to have tough love with a boy. Yes. But the idea of that in in our therapeuticized to make up a word society where we dwell on the feelings of the boy and the feminist movement has only reinforcement. Oh, we should not raise boys to be tough. We, we, we have to have them in touch with their feelings. They should be allowed to cry more. I don't know why exactly. Of course, on occasion, a male will cry. But if it's, uh, if it's habitual, it's a problem. 1-8 Prager 776. The Dennis Prager Verizon, Show. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch. I didn't know what I was getting. I was testing it out to see if I could endorse this company. Am I going to drop calls, have slow internet? Well, I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. If you've been sitting on the fence, time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Just dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. With Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret this. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Sign up and save an additional 50% your first month. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. Good to be with you. There's a competition among the leading newspapers of the country. Washington Post, L.A. Times, New York Times. Which is the lowest morally and intellectually? And I think think the L.A. Times wins. I think they're the lowest, both intellectually and morally. They're the ones with the columnist who said that Larry Elder was the black face of white supremacy. And she was never rebuked, disciplined, let alone fired. She's just a hateful idiot. And basically, that's the only people who write for the L.A. Times are hateful idiots. The latest example is one of their columnists, G's L.Z. Granderson. So the title of his piece today, Republicans Use God to Turn Tragedies into Talking Points. 
So I'd like to read to you this uh, from this column. This is how the left thinks. There is no reconciliation between left and right. On, on every substantive issue of life, we have opposite views. One of us is dead wrong and one of us is not. So here is the piece of crap by this hater. Uh, it's an interesting theology that conservative Christians like Hagee, Santorum, and Gingrich espouse. It's interesting that he doesn't even use their first names in the beginning. They're unworthy of first names. They clearly have a period in mind in which they believe God was happier with the direction of the country. But our history makes it impossible to pinpoint a date without looking racist. You understand that? So there's no time when America was happier with the country because there was racism in it. So if you think God was happier with the country, let's say in the 1950s, that means you're a racist. You have to understand the intellectual level of this man and this, this piece to think that way. Because we had this terrible flaw of racism, which was universal, by the way, universal, as was slavery, universal. So let me explain something to this moron named L.Z. Granderson, who, by the way, is invited onto the show. Maybe he doesn't want to come because I said he's a moron. So I'll tell you what. If you come on the show, I'll apologize. And I'll treat you sweetly as I have any of the handful of people who I differ with who have come on the show. They, they never come on the show. They never debate for good reason. They don't have the intellectual wherewithal to debate. They don't have the knowledge and they don't have the intellect to debate articulate conservatives. That's why they don't debate us. Just for the record, folks. Anyway, I've offered tens of thousands of dollars to any left-wing New York Times columnist to debate me or Larry Elder or any of a number of people that I'd be happy to suggest. So let me explain something, Mr. Granderson. Since slavery and racism were universal... The question that you ask about America is not did it share the same flaw that the whole human race had, but what made it better than the rest of the human race. That is why you've decided to stay here and not move elsewhere, because you know how damn well you have it. In how many countries could you make a living writing such drivel? A good living, I might add. So you stay here. You stay in this racist cesspool that you think America is. Why would you do that? You're black and gay. You're a member of two victim groups. Wow. That is quite a status. Yes, we do clearly have a period in mind in which we believe God was happier with the direction of the country. That is exactly correct. We do. But it does not make us racist because we were leaving racism. We did abolish slavery in the 1860s, sooner than most places on earth. So they tend to talk in nostalgic Judeo-Christian generalities, like Senator Ron Johnson, who recently said, I think the solution is renewed faith. That's right. I think that that is correct. That's what I believe. I believe that the issue is much less guns than it is lack of fathers and lack of religious, specifically Judeo-Christian moral values in the upbringing of half of our population. 
but he thinks that that's ridiculous. Quote, as if there's an agreed-upon faith or showing of that faith that we should all agree to return to. Yeah, there was an agreed-upon faith. It was called, in the broadest terms, Judeo-Christian. Into that faith were Jews, Catholics, Protestants, with all their denominations, and Mormons. That's a lot of Americans. That's correct. That is what abolished slavery, Granderson. The Judeo-Christian principles are exactly the reason we abolished slavery, the reason the British did it even before we did it. It was Christians who founded the abolitionist movement, not secularists. With each passing day, it is clear that conservatives want to move the national conversation surrounding these mass shootings away from gun access and toward God. Correct. I'm one of them, Mr. Granderson. This despite Pew having found that the U.S. to already be the most devout of all the rich Western democracies. Yes. However, you dummy, it's not the devout who are doing the shooting. Wow. This guy is really... It's a giant intellect. I feel uh, there's some. There's always a voice in me feeling, you know, you're somewhat of a bully, Dennis, because you're so much smarter than this man. And I don't walk around thinking I'm Mr. Smart. But there's no comparison between me or any of my colleagues in talk radio and this guy Granderson. He's an idiot. I think that's a qualification to be an L.A. Times columnist. Yes, so let me explain, Mr. Granderson. The U.S. is the most devout of all the rich Western democracies does not negate the notion that Judeo-Christian values are more important than fewer guns. I know that's a toughie for you, but the point is the individual. How many of the people who are murdering, not just mass murdering, just murdering, went to church that Sunday? How many, Mr. Granderson? 40% of Americans do attend a house of prayer in the Judeo-Christian notion of the term, synagogue or church or temple, and they did that previous Sunday. So theoretically, 40% of our murderers, if it has no effect, Mr. Granderson, 40% of our murderers should have gone to church that week or synagogue. Is that the case? Okay, we all know the answer to that. So your point is... It's not only not a point, it's not a point that an intelligent person would make. It's not guns we have to fear, according to the Hagee Centaurum Gingrich theology. It's evil that threatens us. Wow. What a radical notion. What a radical notion to L.Z. Granderson. It's not evil that threatens us. It's guns. Do you know how stupid that comment is? Isn't it guns in the hands of evil people that threaten us? Hmm. How many people ruin other people's lives with words? So is it words that threaten us? Or is it evil people's use of words that threatens us? The adherents of this thinking say after any horror we have to fight evil. He mocks that. Is there anybody intelligent who writes for the L.A. Times? I I don't know the answer. I'm just asking. And I mean it. I'm not being cute. I'm just asking. My question is how a nation that romanticizes, even monetizes, its own evil beginnings. What does that mean? 
we romanticize our evil beginnings and we monetize them. Do you know what that means? Okay, if you don't know and I don't know, it's a bad sign. Well, we don't romanticize the evil. We romanticize the beginnings. Nobody romanticizes the evil. It's a big difference. Can even start to fight the kind of evil some of these politicos speak of. This is the country that turned Christopher Columbus from being lost at sea into a folk hero who, quote, discovered, unquote, a land full of people. Right. I know they hate the idea that we say Columbus discovered America. Did anybody on earth know about America outside of the people living here? Did anyone on earth, anyone in Asia, anyone in Africa, anyone in Europe, did anyone know about the Americas before Columbus? No. That's why we say he discovered it. That doesn't mean no one was here. He discovered the people who were here, too. That's right. That's what discover means. Discover means it wasn't there before you discovered it. You removed its cover. Discover. All right, everybody. This hate America stuff that is routinely printed in every left-wing paper, including the L.A. Times, is what I'm reading to you today from an angry, not terribly bright writer named Elsie Granderson. It's just, it's all, it's all emotion with no substance. So, let's see. We have civil war reenactments in which people root for the bad guy. It's another indictment here. Then he says, I would ask Patrick. Who is the Patrick here? Uh, oh, yes. Lieutenant, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who had said after the Uvalde shooting, you just cannot change character without changing a heart, and you can't do that without turning to God. I would ask Patrick, what exactly, when exactly did a nation built on stolen land, kidnapping, and enslavement turn away from God? What does that mean? Oh, I see. See, we turned away from God in our very founding because of stolen land. I'd like to know a qu- what country is not built on quote-unquote stolen land. What country exists, and there may be, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a fair question, on land that no one else lived on prior to that. Kidnapping, well, that's part of that. I guess, oh, kidnapping and enslavement. So uh, does, does he know how many more uh, black Africans were enslaved by the Muslim world, the Arab world, than by America. That it's 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 three hundred and sixty thousand blacks were shipped to America on those hell ships. But we're talking millions and millions uh, in uh, in Africa. So terribly enslaved in the Arab slave trade that they never reproduced. That's why there are so few black Arabs. There are, but there are few, and the reason is they were castrated so as not to be able to produce offspring. I wonder if Granderson knows that. I doubt it. 
I only ask because after the shooting in Texas, Ron Johnson said, we've stopped teaching values in so many of our schools, now we're teaching wokeness. That's exactly right. A hundred percent right. Which isn't a subject in school, but certainly is one outside of it, and it's being vilified by the same political leanings that meet cries for gun control, that meet cries for gun control with rhetoric like, quote, we took God out of schools and we wonder how this evil comes in. That's what Fox News' Rachel Campus Duffy said. It's what Dennis Prager says, too. That's correct. Yeah. Just for the record, Elsie Granderson, the record of secular regimes is a hell of a lot worse than the American record with its Judeo-Christian values. The greatest slaughter machine in history was communist China. Completely secular government, anti-religious. Pol Pot, one of the most, uh, one of the highest ratios of self-murder, maybe the highest ratio in history, almost a, a third to a quarter of all Cambodians were slaughtered. Guy studied at uh, Sorbonne, Pol Pot did. Never a word about that, is there? About the despicable horrors of the secular world. Never a word. Only about the flaws of the religious world. Shows you how intellectually dishonest these people are. But they're not only intellectually dishonest, they're ignorant. This would be news to L.Z. Granderson. He's uh, part of the LGBTQ community. Where are gays treated better than in the Western world? Have any answer to that one? Okay, everybody, that's what the uh, that's what the L.A. Times has decided to publish. There isn't a single uh, columnist, of course, the L.A. Times, who defends this country, who defends truth, for that matter. And uh, I don't know, the, it is an interesting question. The, how many people under 60 read the L.A. Times? No, I, 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 it's an open question. I don't know the answer to that. It's really become worthless. That's not worthless. It's, it's become harmful. The Unfortunately, I say this sadly, I used to write for the L.A. Times regularly. There was a time, believe it or not, when the L.A. Times was not woke. It was always liberal. But liberals are have nothing in common with leftists except for one thing. They vote for them which is the great, great tragedy of America. Liberals vote for leftists. In one sentence, that's the biggest political problem in this country. If liberals voted their values, they'd vote Republican. They wouldn't vote Democrat. Anyway, I used to write for the L.A. Times. They used to have, uh, once a week, maybe more than once a week, column right, column left. And I often wrote the column right. Not anymore. They correctly fear conservative thought. They have every right to fear it. If people hear it or read it even once, 
you can undo years of left-wing brainwashing. That's why they hate when people like me go to colleges. I feel that when I go and speak at a college, in an hour and a half, I can undo four years of their education indoctrination. That's all it takes. Give me 90 minutes at any college. Not just me, Ben Shapiro or uh, Jordan Peterson. I mean, there, there are a lot of us. Larry Elder. That's why they don't want us there. I don't blame them. The Dennis Prager Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.